change is part of our life and when we need to embrace change many times we're hesitant what really stops us is fear so the question really is how do you overcome fear and embrace change that's exactly what we're going to discuss in this episode of the sista podcast Welcome to the Zista podcast where we invite industry leaders and academicians to answer questions that students have. Today's episode is a little different. We're not really focusing on a particular subject like which you study, but it's something that affects all of us. Change is part of our life and therefore our ability to overcome fear and embrace change is really important. Joining us today is Priya Hajela, a former corporate powerhouse who has worked in the field of IT and telecom with leading brands like Tata Communications, IBM, Reliance Communications, Tech Mahindra and the US she was also working with Quest Communications. Her experience covers product and project management, HR, sales and marketing. Now imagine this, after a successful corporate journey over a span of 22 years, she decided to embark on an extraordinary journey of her own one that led her to embrace her passion for fiction writing priya's decision to leave the corporate world behind and pursue her dream is nothing short of remarkable today we'll delve into her courageous path exploring how she overcame fear to follow her heart and redefine her life thank you for making time for joining us priya we're delighted to have you here with us today good to be here Fantastic. So let me start by asking you what inspired you to write your debut novel Lady Staler. So the 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 short answer is uh my grandparents uh, my grandparents moved during a partition from uh, from Pakistan to India. But I think the longer answer the better answer is that partition was the backdrop and partition was you know i think the the most difficult possibly the most complex time that any generation could have faced um so setting a story in that time was something that would help me create characters who had to make a lot of decisions so my objective in writing the story was not to tell the story of partition so there's not very much i mean i don't want on about partition my objective in writing the story set in the time of partition when it could have been set in any like very difficult complicated time was to see and show how people make you know when the when 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 the shit hits the fan uh, so to speak how people handle that how do people make decisions how do people uh figure out which course uh they're going to take so my characters are um like i said you know they could have survived and thrived in any time because of the way that they made their decisions and what i kind of wanted to focus on is how you know your intelligence your experiences your sensibilities your uh you know general inclinations plus a, a kind of a healthy mix of the outcome you know uh the sort of the the ability to handle failure the ability to handle uh like very 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 stressful situations all of that kind of help you decide which you know what course of action you're going to take so that's what the story is about the story is set in partition 
but it is about characters who have to make those really really difficult uh, uh, decisions so um that's kind of you know the inspiration because that's what we all do in life that's what ha- i think is the most important um part of you know um my life what has changed the course of my life is the decisions i've made sure so i i remember you know i'm i'm sorry for deviating to quantum mechanics but there's this many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics which actually says that every time you make a decision uh, your specific universe splits into two specific universes where in one universe you've taken decision a in another universe you've taken decision b you know <laughs> it's really interesting i i'm absolutely with you that the decisions we take uh, actually impact us in more ways than one right um Let me ask you another question. You know, uh, what you've done is really you've taken a big step away from a really successful career in IT and telecom. You've worked with some great brands like Tata Communications, uh, Reliance Communications, Tech Mahindra, IBM, to name a few. And now you've moved on to become a fictional writer. So, from your perspective, what was mo- the most challenging thing you faced when you stepped into the world of creative writing, and how did that entire process change you as a person so you know uh in the corporate world i mean i've i've spent 22 years there um and um and in the us and and, and in india right. i think you know you work hard and eventually you get promoted sure uh up to a certain point after that you know you play politics right and you get promoted and there you know there is the progression there is a there is a generally accepted progression uh that you will grow you will make more money you will have more responsibility and so on right um as a writer <laughs> it is um it, it, every day every every day i i i work i write like i work so right. i i sit at my desk this is my office i sit at my desk and i write and every day is a struggle every day and it doesn't matter how much i've written uh or how many you know i've written like I've, i actually have three manuscripts and i'm working on my fourth uh so it it doesn't matter every day is a struggle so first first you've got through the writing you finish something then you have to get through into get into um uh, finding somebody to buy it uh then it, it gets published and then you have to market it i mean it is an impulse it's the chances of success the chances of failure way overwhelm the chances of success so the reason <laughs> the reason that i do it um when i have unstinting support from my partner my spouse my husband um and he's absolutely no question listens to me listens to me reading all kinds of stuff The other thing is I have undying belief in myself which is <laughs> which is very difficult to say out loud but it's something that is really important for when you're doing something that is very very in you know internally driven you know when there are no external factors at play until the book is written once the book is written there's a lot of external factors and you have to you know you have to deal with all of that but while you're writing the book you are all alone right so um it is it's a it was a huge challenge to not have you know 50 emails every day to go through to have people who need you who need you to 
you know, make decisions. You've got to do, you've just got to do it, do everything just, you know, for yourself and for your book. So not, not an easy decision, uh, but a really good one. I'm happy, you know, you actually put, put it out that way. And I think uh, having a supportive partner or for that matter, a supportive environment for people who don't have partners, I think that's so important uh, yeah. for our, for our personal success, you know. Um, what I wanted to ask you a little bit more was that, you know, today we're focusing on how you can overcome fear and embrace change. Well, when I look at you, you've certainly embraced change over the course of your career. And then, of course, you know, moving on to become a fictional writer. But, you know, I wanted to ask you to also maybe tell us uh, when you took this decision and when you walked down that path, did you face any fears or insecurities? And if yes, how did you overcome them? So, you know, one of my most, I think, um, difficult um, uh, experiences, you know, the things that I, that I really struggled with in my corporate life was this, and it was interesting, it, it happened everywhere. It happened in Reliance, it happened in IBM, it happened in, it was this thing where, um, you know, people, it, it was gender bias. Okay. Um, so the, the the it's not gender bias in the sense that I didn't get the job that I wanted or anything like that. It was more about, um, uh, you know, this might be too much for you. You know, this this might um, this might not um, uh, uh, you know that you may not want to work you know this late or travel this much or um, you know um, things of that nature, right? So some stereotyping, you would say. Like gender I, stereotypes? I don't know if it was, uh, it it probably was, I mean, stereotyping or, you know, maybe the, it's like, you know, we're taking a personal uh, interest in your well-being and, you know, like in a very patriarchal uh, way. And and it's, uh, you know, it's something that, that, you know, one had to kind of uh, fight off and struggle with, right? And in, in writing, in, in writing fiction, Though that sort of a thing is, it's like magnified to an extent that you can't even imagine because it, you know, you, you know, you have to, um, you have to write. Sometimes you, you know, sometimes people say you have to write for an audience and you can't, I can't do that. I have to write what I want to write. It's not acceptable. It is not, you know, I have had rejections. I can't even I can't even begin to count how many times um, uh, Lady Sailor has been rejected. How many times my other two and the kind of feedback, those those things. Uh, you you know if you've gone through it in your corporate life, it is literally like a hundred times worse um, in terms of failure, setbacks, rejections. Um, it's it's something that you just absorb and you go on. And what I did, what I did was, you know, before I started writing my novel or, you know, as I was writing my novel, I wrote a lot of short stories. And I kind of made a very progressive sort of, I've been doing this for almost nine years. And I think this is the advice that I, that I you know, that I like to give it. First of all, you can't do this. Uh, you can't be a writer as a, as a first career. It is too um, daunting. Uh, I think there's uh, the people who are very, very good and, you know, but it's a minuscule, uh, it's a min minuscule portion. Second is that once you start uh, writing, you have to take it in mini, you know, you have to take little bites. 
Um, no. I started writing short stories. My short stories were rejected a lot. But then gradually, my I think all of my short stories, I've written about 10 or 12, and all of them have been placed here and there, you know, which which was very heartening. But it took a long time. And then the novel, because then you can say, okay, I have written short stories and I've published them, and so now here's my novel, which gives you something of a, of a stepping stone. So, but the 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 failure and the rejection is is endless. It is endless. Um, even after the book, go, even if after the book is published, uh, will people read it? Will people like it? Will people pan it? Will people say mean things? You know. It, it, it just is, uh, is, you just have to develop a really thick skin and go on. I think, you know, what you're saying, I can relate to that because when you're talking about uh, putting your work out there uh, versus being in a corporate environment, I would imagine it's a lot more personal to start with. And uh, uh, one thing that you mentioned that don't let any kind of failure or rejection deter you. And I think so often, sometimes if we fail once or maybe twice, we may adopt a mindset which says, okay, I think this is it. It's time to give up. But the fact that you kept laboring on, that you believed in what you're doing is good and you kept at, uh, you know, you kept at it. You stayed at it, you know. That's what's allowed you to progress from short stories to a novel and now you've, you're published by HarperCollins, uh, which is a fantastic publisher. And uh, I, I must confess, I haven't read Ladies Taylor. I'm trying to go and get myself a copy, but I was reading some reviews and some of them were really nice. So yeah. it's it's so amazing that, uh, you know, if you stick to your knitting, if you kind of just stick to your belief and don't deviate, there's a lot of good that can actually come out of that, you know. Um, I wanted to ask you, Priya, you know, there's always an element of the unknown that crosses our minds, you know, before we're embarking on a new path or a new venture. So... Um, when you try something new, how, how do you prepare yourself from a mindset perspective, from a attitude perspective? If you could give students some some tips on that, it would really help, you know, because they're bound to face failure or rejection, as the case may be. Yeah, and you know, I I I want to tell a little story um, about my daughter, okay. uh, who's um, uh, twenty, and she's in college, and she's in college in the US. Um, and she had, um, uh, she studied French for um, good like nine years of school. So she went to school here in Pune and, and she studied French. And then um, uh, she decided that she wanted to go to UWC. Um, and, and this was her decision entirely. And I was a little kind of, you know, not so happy about her leaving early. But she said, I want to go. And she got, got in and she went to Costa Rica for uh, United World College for two years, for 11th and 12th. And she switched to Spanish. Okay. And um, as her, you know, her language, she did a Spanish ab issue because in, in the 11th and 12th, you can do that. You can do a, a brand new language. So she'd been studying French all this time. She sw switched to Spanish and she kind of, you know, liked it. Uh, and she then, uh, you know, went to college right at the, in 2020, August of 2020, Right to the start of COVID, and uh, but we could we could send her. We, we were able to send her um, uh, because she she was born in the US. Um, so we were able to send her to the college. So she went and she said, you know, I'm not too sure, but I think I want to continue Spanish. Um, and she continued Spanish just like um, just on a whim, um, and then um, went on with it. 
and during covid because everything was online still they were in the dorms but everything was online it got quite intense and you know she really kind of got into it then she said i want to study abroad she did a whole year of spanish abroad now she's a spanish major fluent lived in two countries with two families who spoke no english she's okay like homestays right in both right. they had the option of a dorm but she did the homestay stayed with families in their homes with no spoken english on their on the you know uh, on the on their part they did not understand they were was one pretending not to speak english <laughs> but not speaking trial by fire really yes and the thing is i am very inspired by her because um, hopefully it's kind of a um, you know she was inspired by me and now she's inspiring me which is how i think it should be i was very inspired by her to take on something like this to go and live there in somebody else's house and i was i was totally um impressed but the thing is that when you start when you think that you want to do something first of all you know where is that coming from is it coming from a place of like really you know that it's means it's meaningful and you really want to do it or is it a, uh, is it a um i mean are you copying someone are you trying to keep up with someone is it is it just uh, you know something that you think will make you look cool so you can work that out because once you know why you want to do it there's nothing that can stop you uh once you understand truly understand why yeah, that, that there's something that you want to do uh, there is absolutely nothing that's going to stop you and that's how that's how i feel about writing which is i can tell you that it has been a, an extra, I, i wanted to give up i i have gone back and written to my former employers not i i've written to you know we were talking about you know uh, some of the tata uh, guys i've written to many of them okay. uh and said yeah i need to come back to work i can't do this anymore i need to get a job but i have done that but i have you know then kind of said okay let me stick to it just one more you know just one more month one more month so it it had to be like that and i think if you if you believe it eventually it does you know it does work out so Yeah, there was one thing I kind of hung on to. Do it for the right reasons. Do it if you're really motivated. Because if you're not, it's it's easy to fall flat on your face. And I think that's really right. So I I understand it's 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 important also to push yourself. But let this brings me to the last question. You know, how do you strike a balance between pushing yourself and respecting your own limits? You know, this is this is the, I I I this is a really um, it's a really uh, it's a really good one because. um i i did push myself a lot out of my comfort zone while i was working as i said you know i did not appreciate this you know you're a woman you should not travel and you should not is this too much for you and i really i i pushed myself and i said what the hell i can do i can do whatever you you know you men can but i reached a point where i said you know it is taking away from my family and my kids and i barely see them and so i decided to take a step back and i found balance um and i have balanced you know i've i kind of created that balance for me for myself and i left there were there were times when you know things were going on and i said i'm sorry but it's my daughter's birthday i need to get back home in time and i'm i'm leaving from bombay i drove back because i needed to get back uh i i had to get back and you know but this come every year and all that but yeah i it was something that i needed to do so i left I, there's one particular event a big event that was going on 
that I was a part of, and then I said I have to go. In with with writing, you know, it's um, it's very easy to overestimate your own abilities, uh, especially um, when you're young. When you're a young young early writer, I should say I'm not young, but um, I think it's very important to um, assess and understand your abilities. And if you, even if you don't, you have to. Um, you have to accept where you are. I am a big fan of Amitav Ghosh. I like the way he writes. I like his sure. historical fiction and his research. He has, you know, he's a, um, um, uh, he inspires me. I hope to write like him someday. I do not at the moment. Uh, I may not ever be able to write like him. And I have to accept that. And so that's where the balance that that is where I kind of feel that that you know that kind of balance comes in is that if at some point I can accept my uh, capabilities and match them to my aspirations, which I think is a flaw that a lot, a lot of young people experience, is that their aspirations are here but their abilities are kind of there's a, a bit of a gap. But that happens, I think, to all of us. And I am—I want to write like him. I will try to write like him. I will not beat myself up if I'm not—if I'm not able to. And I will accept that I. This is, you know, where as far as I can go. So I think that's rock solid advice. And uh, um, you know, in a way, I think in the course of this podcast, what you've done is not only cover on the topic on how you can overcome fear and embrace change, but you've also given us a good insight into into the mind and into the life of, of a writer, of a fictional writer, about how it may not always be easy, how you need to be ready and prepared to go through a struggle if required, uh, but really be completely aware of your own skills assess yourself, be realistic, uh, let that be in sync with your aspirations, but keep motoring on, keep moving on, because the only way forward is to to grow. And I think growth is so amazing. You know, when we stop growing, we tend to become static. And then sometimes we may swim in negative thoughts, perhaps swim in some of the negative criticism that we may receive. But it's important to uh, have some way to kind of flush out that negativism uh, that negativity and, you know, just focus on what you really need to do. And I think you've managed to do that. Uh, I'm so happy to hear that you're actually working on so many different manuscripts in parallel. <laughs> is there is there any specific book that should, uh, you know, uh, which is closer to completion? Anything you'd like to tell us before we wrap? So, you know, there's a, I want to tell you about a couple of things that I've done. One, one is I'm working on a manuscript, um, a big book. Okay. Uh, which is um, which is another historical novel, which is um, uh, tracking the lives uh, of uh, uh, the um, the uh, predecessors to my character in Lady Sailor. So it's his it it's his uncle and his grandfather and his great grandfather. It goes back, okay, the you know to back in time to the um, mid eighteen hundreds. The other thing that I did recently, which I think um, is is sort of the thing that um, I said, you know, one must keep doing so that you don't feel like, you know, um, uh, you, you're basically honing, you're always honing, you know, your craft or whatever it is that you're doing. 
So I I worked with a with a with a with an organization in Pune called SVP. It's Social Venture Partners. It's a philanthropic organization, and we support seven NGOs, and uh, in in Pune. And there was this thing. There was an event where we had to, you know, a lot of people were coming in from from different uh, parts of the country, and we had to put up something to talk about those NGOs. And the classic approach is a PPT. Uh, I do not do any more. <laughs> I stay away from. I've I've tried to remove the PowerPoint app from my my. Uh, unfortunately, I have Microsoft three sixty five, so I can't. But uh, I said no PPT, please. Okay, so let's do something different. And what we did was, I wrote stories. I wrote founder stories. I spoke to the founders of the the seven NGOs, and I wrote these. Um, I wrote. I wrote them as characters. They have characters, and you know, they 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 their story right from the beginning. What motivated them? What got them to where they were? Without, like, it's a short story, right. not like it's a PPT or and you know, I'm not talking about the NGO. I'm not talking about how many people you've impacted. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about you. How are you? How did you get to where you, uh, where you are, and what you're doing? And um, and then we had a group of storytellers, four storytellers, like they're professional storytellers who told the stories at this event, and it was very well received because it was very different and uh, uh, unique. So I just finished that, and I'm working on my novel, which um, I'm hoping to finish in a few months. <laughs> it's fine, you know. Good things take time. Let it bake, uh, and I'm sure you're gonna have a really good end product. And uh, you know, I just like to say thank you, Priya, for making time in your day for telling us a little bit about uh, what you've been doing, but even more covering about how you so wholeheartedly embraced change, uh, face fear, face rejection, and kept moving on. So that's I'm sure going to inspire some young minds out there. So thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Priya touched upon some really important aspects. What really stayed with me is how you really need to just stay committed to what you're doing, really believe in yourself, not get affected by fear and rejection, and be open to change. And the more often you do that, you're taking small steps to overcoming fear and not letting fear cripple any part of your life. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to get more content like this, and you can certainly follow us on our podcast platforms like Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Our handle is the Zista Podcast. Till we are back with another riveting episode. Our advice would be: stay curious. <laughs>